Before we get into today's show, as you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right, you simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time! Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Call JT Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout and you'll be in and out in minutes. Plus, you can use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. It is a Wednesday episode of the show, the day before Media Day. There are a couple of big-name stories going into it. But first, AJ, you're back from, I guess, technically the first official trip of the hockey season. How was Anaheim, and are you glad to be back? Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I actually was never in Anaheim. <laughs> Fair. Um, Irvine, I guess, is, yeah, where, the Irvine watch, is right? where they had the, uh, Irvine is where they had the tournament and I stayed with, uh, you know, I stayed with Cheryl, um, while I was out there. She lives a little bit South of that. So it was like, nobody's actually spending any time in Anaheim during this <laughs> whole thing. And it's hosted by the ducks. Yeah, uh, it was a good trip, though. You know, the weather was nice. Everybody was real casual, wandering around, shorts and a T-shirt and just kind of hanging out. Happy to be there. Happy that hockey was back. Um, very accessible. If you've never been to this before, I've never been to one. You should definitely find your way to one someday. Uh, it's it's really it, it's really an interesting look. Uh, futures of the organizations. Uh, and then all the decision makers that you could want from the teams, GMs, head coaches, assisted GMs, head scouts, everybody, everybody is there. Uh, and you can just walk right up to them and, and talk to them for the most part, if you'd like. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy. You know, obviously media can't do that because we get yelled at a lot for that. But uh, it's it's kind of nuts. Like, and it's fun. The schedule this year was a little more demanding than it has been in previous years. So, you know, I'd like to see that changed next year. But, you know, overall, a lot of fun. It's a good trip. Some some entertaining hockey. And, um, you know, you come back loaded and ready to, to get to the NHL guys. You know, it's a good it's a good warm up for the season. Yeah, a good warm-up is, is a good way to put it, but it is time to talk about those NHL guys. 
one of the main storylines that you and I think is coming through Media Day, at least for players that will actually be there. We'll get to Rantanen eventually. But first, Eric Johnson coming off of off-season surgery. He has been skating in captain's practices, taking full contact. Everything looks fine, but you just never know with the guy until he gets his physical and everything like that. So what are your expectations with him? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not quite like there yeah. just yet, but he'll, he'll be awfully close. And that's a dude who it will be, you know, will have maniacally prepared himself for uh, getting to um, uh, opening night. I'm like blanking right. on the first game. What's it called? <laughs> game one opening night. Um, that's because that's, that's where he, you know, he wants to be there. He wants to set the tone. He wants to be part of this. Um, so he'll, he'll be, uh, you know, he'll be ready for that, but I don't know how physical day will go tomorrow. You know, and when he meets with us, he, he may not be in the greatest of moods, depending on how it goes. But ultimately, man, I, I think the shoulder is not a long-term concern. Um, weird that it was a shoulder injury. Uh, it's nice that it wasn't a lower body injury. Yeah, but, as usual there. Yeah, the the legs and the you know the the, the knees that they're golden that uh, they did not cause him any problems last season because that's where he can, continues to run into problems. And of course, in in that regard, being able to skate in the off season is always a nice help to to get ready for opening night. But depending on how things shake out with EJ, things could really go a lot of ways with this defense. We've talked this week about, you know what, maybe you give Byram and Timmons a chance to be a, your third pairing. Yeah. If EJ's not ready to go opening night, all of a sudden, not only can you do that, but you're also playing a Callie Rosen or a Mark Barbario or whoever. So it could impact training camp quite a bit. Even if EJ misses a little bit of it, some of those D men are going to get more of a look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, let's you've got to fill those minutes right now. The the question is where do Tyson Berry's minutes go? Right. You know, you're trying to fill those naturally. You're saying, well, Tyson Berry out, kill McCarr in done for the most part, but it's not quite that easy. Is it? It's it never is, but I think that's as close to, drag and drop replacement as you can possibly get on a roster. Yeah. Um, but then you have, you know, EJ's role itself. You know, how is that going to evolve? Because we've, we saw him uh, last season, you know, he, he was the horse two years ago. Yep. You know, 25 minutes a night, all situations did a little bit of everything for them. Um, really you know was was the guy and then last year he did lead the avalanche in ice time by two seconds uh he averaged 21 49 a game and tyson berry averaged 21 47 so nowhere near the the big gap from the rest of the decor right whereas you know the previous year if you're looking at it um, EJ was at twenty five twenty six, and Tyson Berry was at twenty two forty two. So EJ's minutes went down a, quite a bit last year, you know. And he, we also know that he struggled with that shoulder injury, 
uh, for a lot of the season. So how much did that play into it? Would, did they want to play him more? Uh, but they they had to to shave off a few of those minutes, knowing that he was he was battling the elements. Or was it simply just that him battling the injury resulted in him not playing very well? And that was why the the minutes got cut a little bit because I don't think I don't think anybody would argue that Eric Johnson was at his best last season. Right, there was a clear knockdown peg down for him that we hadn't seen before, and I imagine the Avs are hoping he's back to his regular self once he's one hundred percent. But. We have seen Sam Gerrard step up and take a lot of those minutes. We have seen Bednar was not afraid to play Kale McCarr in the playoffs significant minutes. Mm-hmm. So the Avs don't really need him to be that 25-minute guy anymore. They really don't. Uh, and when you're deeper like that, you know, it's it, it makes it a lot easier. You know, because in the postseason last year, you know, what did it look like? You know, Eric Johnson averaged 19 minutes. Yep. Tyson Berry averaged 24 minutes. And Eric Johnson averaged 19. Ian Cole was at 18.59. Nikita Zadorov at 18.49. And Sam Gerrard at 18.42. So you've got the... Between EJ and Gerrard, all these guys are right in there. Right. You know, and McCarr is at 17.22. And in, in getting and getting more as it was going on. So, you know, when you translate that into the regular season, what is that what is that going to look like? Well, you know, it's 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 tough because how much do you give Kale McCarr? How much trust do you give him immediately right off the bat? Yep. Because I think that's going to be a big determining factor in where EJ, you know, either has a big spike or is a 20-minute guy uh, again, just like he was last year. I could see EJ being that 20-minute guy at times during the year. But barring injuries, to me, this feels like a very transitional year for EJ. Good way to put it. He may be the number one D at times, but by the end of the season... I'm really expecting Sam Gerrard and potentially Kale McCarr to be at the top of that TOI list. Um, I, you know, just the only way that happens is, in my opinion, is if McCarr is, there's no rookie wall. There's no, nothing rookie about this, this debut season of his. And he goes out there and he's awesome, right? Um, otherwise I, I think that it will still get managed a little bit. And when it comes to Gerard, I think the only way he's going to break that, that threshold and get all those minutes is if he gets PK time. Yeah. And I've gone on the show months ago now and said they should do that. They should give Gerard PK time. So absolutely. You you and I were talking about this at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, driving back from the airport, and uh, you know we we agreed that they should start Eric Johnson, uh, Nikita Zadorov should be your top two PK guys uh, off the bat. But then you know where you go from there in the wake of Cole's injury, you know yep. Sam Gerrard should be in that mix. 
Absolutely. Because if he can add that to his game, you're just getting more value out of that guy. I mean, if he if, if he's a solid PK guy who's – I mean, he's – and really the only thing that is antithetical to him being a, a PK guy is his size. Yeah. Because you always think, well, I want big hulking defensive defensemen on defense. Well, uh, on, the, on the PK. And, well, I mean, Sam Girard, through his two years, has been much more of a defensive defenseman than offensive defenseman. You know, we all we all believe that there's more offense there. We're all hopeful that with his ability to carry pucks through the zone and et cetera, et cetera, that uh, his his offense will take a leap. But he's been very good, very solid defensively. Right. And, you know, when you talk about a PK, it's all IQ. It's all reading the play. It's all positioning. There's only there's only a minimal amount of battling, like the physical battling in front of the net. And when we talk about Zadorov, you know, we just, I, that lit that list of stuff that I just rattled off is weaknesses in his game. Those are areas in which he struggles. And too often we see him not, not win net front battles. It's, it's a hard world down there. Uh, and, you know, we're kind of putting Zadorov on that PK right away, just because that's, that's traditional thinking he's gotten. He's been like a rotational PK guy the last couple of years. Uh, you know, even with Nemeth and, and Cole around, he still would slide in there when the need arose. And so well, I'm just assuming he's involved in that. But really, if they really wanted to go all out and, and kind of tear that unit down and start it over, and just say, okay, well, EJ is our one PK guy, and then they use the preseason to try and figure out who they really like on that unit, I would be a big fan of that. Sure. An interesting situation because for the past half decade, EJ has been the Avs' number one D-man. Yeah. And you look around the league, EJ isn't really a number one. If you're being generous, maybe he's a, he's a low-tier number one defenseman. Yeah, I would I would say that's fair. You know, everybody has like their it's like it's like when you're talking when you're ranking number one centers. Right. You know, there are gonna be some teams out there who have two number one centers, but only one of them can be number one. Exactly. And then there are gonna be other teams out there who, you know, are just kind of wishing and hoping. <laughs> right. And I kind of feel the same way about Sam Gerard. I think he's very good. I think he's capable of being a number one, but the reality is if he's going to take that position, it's going to be a temporary filler as you're waiting for the Makar or the Byram to eventually step into that role. Yeah, that what's coming for Colorado is definitely makes it interesting because you know, with Gerard, you can you can give him a certain role this year and maybe he never goes back to it. Yeah. You know, just because we don't know, you know, with Byram has played, you know, he played on the PK for the Giants. He played on the PK uh, each of the uh, each of the two games out in the in the rookie showcase that he was in. You know, is that is that something that's going to happen? Is he going to is is if they have plans for him to play on the PK, then his chances of making the team go way, way up. And then 
you're also at that point, you're kind of wondering where does Gerard fit into that mix, you know, or do you just not use him there? And does he play the same role that he has heavy, even strength minutes in PP two. Right. It's, it's going to be very flexible as Makar and, and Byram start coming into their own, whether that be this year or next year or, or wherever down the line. Mm-hmm. A lot of options that the Avs have not had defensively, and I think that's a good place to get out of segment one here. We'll have more talk about the PK as well as the Avs defense coming up in segment two. But first, I do need to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. It's actually before I was born. I was born in 91, so they got me by a year. They're older than me, much older than this podcast. I'm sure you've heard of their vanilla porter, their oatmeal stouts, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American Amber Ale. You can also get that one at the Pepsi Center, I believe. I've had it there a few times. But they just released, well, a couple months ago now, the Strawberry Sky, which is their light-hearted Kolsch Ale with that hint of strawberry taste. Also a light, delicious summer beer. It really is good. I can't recommend it enough. I know we pump it on this show all the time, but if you haven't tried it yet, you have to get in and get a taste of it at least. So look for the Strawberry Sky or any other Breckenridge beer at your local liquor store. And also keep an eye out for the Breckenridge event calendar on BSN Denver, where we will have all of our events planned, whether it be Avalanche, Broncos, Nuggets, even Rockies. I think we still have one Rockies event planned on there. So you can come out and drink Breck beers with us and have a good time. Second segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast with Nathan and AJ, we left off kind of getting into that PK conversation of what do you do with Sam Gerrard? And this also ultimately leads into the extra defenseman you're carrying with Ian Cole out. You have Gerrard with EJ and Zadorov that makes three defensemen on the PK. There's still that fourth spot. Do you try and fit Kale McCarr in there? Are you looking at what the abs have left, whether it be Rosen, Barbario, Graves, Connaughton, whoever's the best PK, or is that who you go with? Uh, You know, I don't think you need to force it with Kale this year. Yeah. I think let him get his feet wet in the NHL, let him kind of learn and figure it out, and then... Uh, in year two, if you've really seen some jumps in his defensive game, give him a whirl on the PK. Sure. Uh, I, I might give him very specific PK minutes, but lo- only like the last 20 seconds of a PK. And you throw like McKinnon out, out there with him where you're like, hey, we're we're hoping to get a competitive puck at a blue line and to just catch those guys off guard. And, you know, take advantage of that speed and be like, hey, just go just go skate faster than everybody and go score goals. But that would be a very specific situation as an actual rotation uh, regular. I don't I don't know that I would turn to McCarr right away. Uh, I would probably give that's where I you would want to hope to get value out of uh, that third pairing. And honestly, that's what that's what you're hoping Callie Rosen brings to you. It's what he did with the Marlies. Uh, that was that was a big part of his role down there. See how it translates. See if he's ready to rock. So 
Does that make it difficult to ice the the Byron Timmons pairing we've kind of been talking about then? Because are you really going to trust one of those rookies to play on that PK, even with, yes, Byron has played PK in juniors? That's a big ask of a guy playing his first NHL games. I'd do it. PK is all about high IQ, and that's what both of those guys, that's where both of their games begin, is with IQ. Fair. Um, and and a good solid understanding of defensive concepts, and I think both of those guys uh, have have that. Uh, I would probably lead towards Timmons a little bit between those two guys uh, if you wanted to have that conversation. But you know, Barbario has gotten a little bit of that time. Um, Kevin Connaughton, really not, not that guy. Uh, and if the Avs try to make him that guy and they think that this is their Patrick Nemeth replacement, they're in for a rude awakening. There's a chance that they're in for a very rude awakening. Yes. Uh, I don't, I don't want to completely write him off. I can't say that I'm super duper familiar with Kevin Connaughton's profile as a defenseman. And, you know, in new, in new places with new roles under new coaching staff, uh, guys like that, you never know when it's going to click. I mean, Patrick Nemeth was a great example. You know, that guy just could not get it going in Dallas. And he ended up having two really solid years for the abs. Yep. Sometimes a change of scenery actually works or a different system or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. All those reclamation projects that the abs have taken on in the last couple of years, you know, all those guys were, oh, what's the, what's the upside? And oh, why are they doing this? Uh, you know, Patrick Nemeth is like the success story. It's like Patrick Nemeth and, more so Patrick Nemeth than Matt Nieto because Matt Nieto had proven he could play in the NHL. He just got bumped out of a super deep team. Right. Whereas Nemeth, you know, while Dallas's defense to its credit is fairly deep, full of, of similar types of guys. Um, and proven it quite yet. Exactly. Like he, he was there. He, he was remember when they, when they waved him and the abs picked him up, they were still, the stars were still trying to figure out their defense too. You know, it was, it was the Julius Honka and Jamie Alexiak and all those guys were, were kind of hanging around. Right. And, you know, although I don't know, where Alexiak was in terms of getting to traded to Pittsburgh and then getting traded back. Um, but I know for a while there he was, he was part of that. And, you know, they have, they had a whole grip of those guys, you know, Essa Lindell was part of that who took the big leap, you know, won the job and took the big leap for them. So, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to, to 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 always know going in, you know, it, and then you've got to give guys time, you know, giving if you if you get Kevin Connaughton in a trade and then you never once use him for me, just because I think there are better options on the team, I'd be OK with that. But if it goes really poorly, then, you know, use it. Right. There's. You have it if you need it kind of a situation. Yeah, and it's not like the PK was so good last year that they can't find upgrades somewhere. You know, their results, they were they were not a good penalty-killing unit last season. They finished the season well, but over the course of the year, not good. Very streaky. 
Yeah, they would have that like well, I mean, they lost that game at home against Toronto. Yep. Just because they gave up three power play goals in four minutes. And that game was over after that. Right. You know, I don't know how much of that I put on the, the D men as or the forwards really. A lot of the time I felt like the forwards would get compacted up at the top of the zone and it became a mess when that happened on their PK, but well, this is why, you know, when we talk about some of the guys that they went and got over the summer, you know, Belmar, this is what he right. does. Yeah. You know, like this, they're there. They went and they got guys who fit specifically into these roles. You know, they've been asking, they'd been asking Carl Soderberg to do it. And to be honest with you, he just, he, he was a guy who had done it, but never really produced much in the way of results in the process of doing it. Like, he would have been one of the first guys I would have looked to replace uh, in, in the roles that they, that they had, you know, the, the points were great, but like asking him to be like a defensive stopper, asking him to play the PK, asking him to do all that stuff. It, it was more reputation than reality with, with Carl. And sure. uh, they went out and they got guys who have been more reality in, in terms of producing in those situations. You have to at least assume so, or else why would you sign Belmar at all? So uh, that's the whole point, right? If you don't, if he doesn't, if he doesn't go out there and produce and improve the PK, then what are we doing here? So we can springboard off that and and move into some of the new guys that that we'll be seeing for the first time at Media Day here. First face to face opportunity with guys like Kadri, Don Skoy. Belmar as well. Are there any expectations for these guys coming into camp or is it really you have your spot locked down? We know what to expect out of you. Just, just go out here and get used to the team. Yeah. I think going out and just getting used to the team, just don't worry too much about, you know, you're not fighting for roster spots and all that. Those guys are on the team. You know, you're, you're expecting that. Um, would it be kind of a, a nice upset if they were like, we just have too many good options over a guy like Belmar? Yeah, that'd be awesome. But then you're sitting around with that contract and you're like, okay, well, what do we do with it? Right. So, you know, and that's not the time of year where teams get very active in the trade market because you don't even know what you have as a team yet. So teams aren't looking to get too, too active and moving stuff around. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, point, point being, uh, just use training camp to, to fit, to kind of figure it out, fit in, find your place in the locker room, fit into the culture, get accustomed to the system, uh, get comfortable doing what they need to do, you know, in, in those roles, start to carve out the niche that you were brought in to fill. And you can kind of see, I'm not sure on Belmar actually, but we've seen Don's going Burakovsky at captain's practices. Kadri was practicing with McKinnon up in Vale. So it's not like they're coming in completely cold for the most part either. Yeah, I believe Belmar is the only one um, that we have not seen at either one. Yeah. You know, in the elite camp, the elite Andy O'Brien camp in Vale or at captain's practice. Right. But I've also been out of town for five days, so... So who knows? <laughs> yeah, he been... could have easily been there at one of the ones in the last few days, and I just don't know about it. 
but before I left, he hadn't, to my knowledge, he had not been there yet. All right. Well, there you go. The elephant in the room, Miko Rantanen will not be at this media day unless he signs before this podcast is up and is on the fastest flight in the world. Yeah, and his visa paperwork is ready to ready to rock. Go right and, through. Yeah. <laughs> you know, give him give the abs credit. Uh they they had that ready to go immediately and it got pushed through uh right away with Kale McCarr in the playoffs last year. Yep. So, cuz you know, switching over from the student to the work visa was a was a you know, for for mere mortals, I would imagine that takes time. It does tend to go a little faster with Canadians as opposed to overseas, but yes. And we've we've seen this in the past, you know, um, Zadorov a couple of years ago took it took took a little while when the Avs got Andrew Ghetto. Kamenev too. A while too. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of I guess where the rant and conversation is heading, especially if it does take some extra time. You know, that's going to start digging into maybe all of training camp at that point. Yeah. So I guess we can talk about that in segment three a little bit. But first, Total Beverage has a great deal for the BSN fam. They're offering 30, that's right, 30% off of a purchase of $25 or more. Use code BSN2019 online or on the Total Beverage app, which you can download today. As you may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area, from Lakewood to Boulder and from Aurora to Brighton. They have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. Drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD. CBD products on your next visit. Don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. And better yet, don't leave the comfort of your own home and get it delivered. Cheers. Third and final segment of this BSN Avalanche podcast, Talking Media Day, Talking Miko Rantanen. As we wait for him to sort things out as this contract negotiation admittedly starts to drag on a little bit, AJ, we've talked before, missing training camp for someone like Rantanen isn't the end of the world, but at what point do you start to get a little nervous? Missing games is not cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he may not have played in the first two preseason games anyway. Sure. So I'll even extend that out and say the first two preseason games. But after that, man, that's that's where my line in the sand is, where it's like, you got to be here, dude. You gotta you gotta find a way to work with the team to get something that you want. If it's a long term deal, then you gotta come to a number that you're comfortable with, that you can live with for the duration of that deal, so that you're not looking back thinking, "Oh man, look at all the money I might have left on the table." If it's if it's a if it's a shorter deal, then you know you gotta do it at a number that the team isn't gonna like that. So you gotta you gotta give a little bit. You're not gonna get crazy cash money on a short term deal. So have you know just be realistic and at some point you know I'm I'm all about guys making sure that they are compensated what they believe fairly and and guys guys getting paid and making their livings and setting themselves up for the rest of their lives. I'm all for that. Uh but if if the Avs are offering um uh you know a long-term deal worth 9 9 and a half million dollars and he's saying no to that Hey, there's your lifetime of security and you're turning it down because you're trying to get you're trying to get even more money than that. And again, 
I don't have an issue with that. But at some point, you you've got to get in. You've got to get into right when it's September twenty fifth, and yeah. you don't have any contract signed. Oh, that's not the opposite of security, right? <laughs> you've got to get in. I mean, you've got to get into camp. You've got to get into practicing with these guys. He hasn't been at any of this stuff. You know, he has not. He's not. He's not. He's not in uh, captain's practices. He's not out skating around. He's not getting to know the new guys. You know, the starting two days from now, training camp is going to open up. And instead of having the NHL's top line, uh, they're going to have somebody taking his spot. They're going to move on. Right. They don't have a choice until he shows up. Exactly. They don't have a choice. It's just that he... And obviously, like, he's the kind of special player that you you grind away at with. Right. You know, you you work really hard on this and, and it's not like it's it's not like what's going on in Toronto where they've offered him really, really, really good deals and he's just like bailing out of there. You know, it certainly doesn't help that the top of the market is not set. That doesn't that's not helping the situation. Uh that that the defensemen are starting to get some movement because one of the guys took a, took the leap, uh, but the forwards are not. That's not helping anything right now. You know, it's it's a complicated market, and everybody's trying to make sure that they kind of fit in appropriately. But at some point, you, you know, you've had all summer to to look at this, and I've I've kind of held out my you know, well, maybe they're trying to see what the CBA is going to do on the fifteenth. Because uh, if they opt out of it, then they know that there's going to be a lockout, and so they want to structure it in a certain way. You want to get paid in bonuses on a certain in a certain year, where there may maybe a lockout where you're not worrying about missing your your salary, you know, where you're still getting paid. Uh, but that's you know purely a theory on my part, and. Honestly, they just, they've got to, you know, and I, I say, hey, he's got to get here. They've also got to get him here. Right. If it's, you know what the other side one wants. way or the other, right? Yeah. You know what the other side is after at some point, you know, is it, is it so important that you fight over $700,000? Yeah. You know, is that, that, hey, going to really break the bank there. You have, you have a team, you have a team that is, that has real aspirations this year that has legitimate expectations placed upon them. You have a team that wants to win a division and you're going to need all hands on deck. Things are going to have to go well for you. You're not so good that you can do it without Miko Rantanen. You may not even be a playoff team without that guy. Yep. For an organization that has required clinching in games 81 and 82, the last two years, you should think that they know better than anybody in recent history how important every single point is. You can't just be like, no, well, the first six games don't matter. Like <laughs> They certainly do. <laughs> those points count. If this guy's not here, like you're shooting yourself in the foot, you know? And, and again, like it takes two to tango. I'm not blaming either side here. I'm blaming both sides. Like I'm not, 
I'm not favoring one. I'm saying they need to get this going. They need to figure this out. Uh, there was a lot of optimism 10 days ago that they, he was going to be in camp. Both sides were wanted a long-term deal. They were feeling good about it. And now, you know, all of that has dissolved. And it's like, what are you guys doing? How are you going backwards at this point? You've got to get them. You've got to get him in. He needs to be there. You know, if he's trying to get, if he's trying to get a third contract, that's like a serious payday. Fine. Do that. Try and use the McKinnon years as your big go for it window. And then your roster will get really expensive and you know, whatever happens happens, but you've got to keep him. And if he wants a two or three year deal and, and, and that's, that's how he's going to sign and he's going to get into camp and just give it to him. Honestly, like it's not, it's not ideal. You don't love that. But if he's not going to take a six-year deal or a seven-year deal, then stop sitting there saying, well, that's what we want. Well, that's what we want. Someone's got to cross the line in the sand, right? If you want him on that long-term contract, then you got to pay. If he says X amount of dollars and and you're not willing to do that, then guess what? You got to do short-term. Sometimes you don't get everything you want. Pay up or, or figure it out. Right. If he's saying I want eleven and a half million for seven years, that's a ton of money. Uh, man, yeah, that'd be a little expensive. Ten and a half, I think you just do it, right? It's but, a hard pill to swallow, but I'm sorry, you get him for seven years, just right. What are we doing here? Don't pinch pennies and spend dollars, you know? <laughs> when you're talking about arguably the second best player on the team just do what it takes to get him on the team. Yeah. I mean, this, these are your star players. These are the guys that you pay. You know, this is you. They chased after our Panarin in free agency, who is awesome. And who has not scored the same kinds of point totals that Rantanen has the last couple of years. And Rantanen is 22 years old. Right. Like, At some point, you got to just sit down and be like, okay, this is one of our stars. This is one of the guys that we're hitching our our wagon to. We've got to get him under contract. Yep. You know, and $11 million ensures that he would never be a good value on that deal. Like, you're never looking at him like, oh, that's a steal. At no point will, in, in, in through the life of that contract, will $11 million a year not be a ton of money. But but if he if he keeps dropping 85 point seasons, he's worth it. Right. If he keeps going 30 and 55 every year, he's worth it. No no yes. doubt about it. You can't show me a single RPM chart that says he's that he's not worth it that I would that I would buy into if he continues to go 30 and 55. You can't get one of the best contracts in the league, a la McKinnon's deal out of every single player. Well, and, and I mean, they shouldn't even be, they shouldn't even be hoping for that because when they signed McKinnon, they signed him to a market deal. They weren't, they didn't think that they had the, this great steal on their hands. Exactly. And, and Rantanen's market deal is expensive. Yeah. Maybe not 11 million expensive, but it's not that far off. 
Yeah, and if it's and if it's a three year deal, and then they're going to they're going to renegotiate and say, hey, we want to do a long term deal after that. Fine. I I mean the point is is that Miko Rantanen goes nowhere. That you drafted him, you've developed him, you've got a star in him. That that is a perfect complement with your superstar center. You just do what it takes to keep him. Like this is. This is an easy problem to have. Like you just do what it takes. You keep him. Correct. I'm I'm with you on that one. It if it's a little bit of an overpay, fine. If it has to be short term, fine. If it's a little bit of an overpay, it means that they have to stop every year that they have to stop going out and signing Pierre Edouard Belmar for one point eight million. Exactly. Matt Calvert for two point nine million. You know, Matt Nieto for two million. You stop pouring money into your bottom six and start using that for ELCs like all the other good teams do. You don't save cap space on your stars. You save it on your depth. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You know that you're going to have to pay Kale McCarr, and you know that you're probably going to have to pay Bowen Byram, and you know that you're going to have to <clears throat> that you're going to have to pay Gabe Landeskog, and you're sure hoping that you've got to pay Philip Grubauer. Yep. You know. You're gonna have to dole out some cash, but this kind of this this negotiation kind of sets your groundwork for the rest of those negotiations. You know, are you gonna pay one of your best players? You gonna you are you gonna try and nickel and dime them? Now, you know, I'm not saying that they that they're doing any of that. You know, the negotiations have gone back and forth, and they're they're ongoing about you know where different different forms of the deal but the abs really want long term on this but if you really want long term from a 22 year old you have to be willing to pay straight up just do it get him in get him in and remove the distraction that because this is going to be something that gets talked about constantly for sure you know if only because guys like me are going to go into that locker room and ask about it I plan on asking about it on day one and then moving on just because we have, we have all kinds of plans for everything. <laughs> right. But right. I'm just, uh, this is, this is a dumb, this is a really disappointing problem for them to have. I expected this to go into September, but I, I really thought that during that rookie that week while they were out there, they would recognize, Hey, we've got to get our guy in here and that the, we would not be sitting here on September 11th having this conversation. It's really disappointing that uh, that that we're in this position. I personally am still not very worried. I'm confident that it will get done, but it's time to get it done. It really is. So on that note, final thoughts about upcoming media day, getting to talk to the players for the first time really in months here, even if Rantanen isn't there. Yeah, media day is going to be awesome. It's always awesome. I'm already dreading all the other questions uh, about Rantanen, but it's fine. Even with all the questions about Rantanen that I'm sure will be swirling, I'm looking forward to all of the the new players, especially to to get to know them and and their part on the team. That and obviously the defensive battle that we've talked about, and and even the potential forward battles with the likes of Kamenev in there. 
it's going to be one of the more interesting camps that the Avs have had in a long time. It really expectations are here and that changes the whole dynamic. Yep. It's, you know, it's no longer, well, we're that plucky little upstart that teams might be afraid of. Like you got the game seven of the second round of the playoffs. The, you know, you're not, you're not surprising anybody anymore. There's no more, no more sneaking up on folks. It's that, that, that day is done. And now it's, now it's time for them to go. Now it's time for them to go. Well, coming in with expectations is something that's certainly game-changing. So it's time to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so be sure to check them out. The coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, help decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all-natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use code BSN2019 at checkout and you can get it shipped straight to your door. That's going to do it for today's episode of the BSN Avalanche podcast. As mentioned, tomorrow is media day. I'm sure we'll have plenty of content and interviews coming at you. Thank you for listening, and you will hear from us tomorrow.